long practices and conditioning, early mornings and little time spent alone, the stress of leadership roles. Welcome, my name is Nicolette Gaff. And I'm Heather Robinson, and this is The Ugly Truth. Episode 8, College Athletes 101. As you can probably assume, we will be focusing on college athletes and how their stressful lifestyle may lead to substance abuse or a struggle with mental health. I interviewed a student athlete, Will Kimenauer, just to see how much time is actually eaten up by their sport. Um, well, in season, we have practice every single day from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. So I usually get up at about 5.50 because we have to have the court set up by 6.30. And on every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, usually we'll have like a meeting or a film session or something like that going on. Um, something to kind of keep us busy and keep volleyball in the back of our mind during the week. Um, and every Wednesday we'll have a lift, um, an in-season lift, so it's not really going too heavy. Um, we're just kind of making sure we're still keeping up our strength and everything like that so we don't get injured. So, um, We have games every Friday, Saturday at around 7 p.m. on Fridays, either 4 or 7 o'clock on Saturdays. So. To examine the toll this takes on athletes, we first examine mental health. More than 460,000 NCAA student-athletes, more than ever before, compete in 24 different sports every year. An estimated 26% of Americans ages 18 and older, about 1 in 4 adults, suffers from a diagnosable mental disorder in a given year. College athletes are a more susceptible group for having a mental disorder because of the time demands, traveling, and having to be a well-rounded student all at the same time. Athletes are provided services to help them if they are struggling, but despite potential elevated risk, college athletes underutilize psychological services. To add on to what Nicolette was saying, scientists gave a survey to over 2,000 student athletes examining their openness to consultation from a sports psychologist to improve their mental training. In conclusion of the survey, female student-athletes had significantly more positive attitudes toward mental training consultations. A popular metaphor used to describe students' experiences is jugglers in in a circus. They stated that in one hand they juggle the ball representing the demands of high academic performance, and the other they twirl hoops of social relationships, and in the air they spin the pins of their extracurricular activities. In addition, for student-athletes, nearly a quarter, even higher in Division One, and among football student-athletes in all di- three divisions, reported being exhausted from the mental demands of their sport. According to scientist Heather Ryan, some studies invo- involving student-athletes show that anywhere from 10% to 21% of student-athletes suffer from depression. Recently, researchers have seen an increase in anxiety in athletes for a couple of different reasons, whether that is fear Whether the fear is performance anxiety or generalized anxiety, it results in students feeling threatened about what will happen in the future. A mental illness seen in athletes, predominantly female student athletes, is eating disorders. Studies show that female student athletes allow external influences such as the media, family, friends, and peers to impact their perception about their preferred body shape. It's even harder being a student athlete of sexual minority. On average, sexual minority college students experience more anxiety and mood disorders, engage in more frequent suicidal ideation, and make more suicide attempts than their heterosexual peers. Some of the issues that cause students to feel outed are mainly in the locker rooms. There are reports of students just not feeling safe and uncomfortable in their environment as they want to be. 
To go off what you're saying, Heather, students feel that a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes and not everything gets noticed. Some student athletes get harassed. In recent years, LGBTQ athletes haven't had this issue occur as much. Mountain states, sexual minority individuals also are more likely to engage in risky behaviors, in some cases, in some cases functioning a maladaptive coping mechanism, such as frequent alcohol consumption, tobacco use, and illegal drug use. There's a study that has ongoing research, but it's pinpointing why student athletes have, are having these issues with mental health and how it can lead to substance abuse. The Bandura theory, which builds upon Bandura's ideas, states that students living in a high-pressure university or setting may react to feelings of loneliness or depression by lacking control and looking to substances. Research, researchers did a study on a Division Three women's sports team to see the levels of alcohol usage along with marijuana, and the numbers really surprised me. I was very surprised as well. The data suggests that pro-social tendencies, social behavior that benefits other people or society as a whole may be positively or negatively associated with later substance abuse. They link this study to the problem behavior theory, which says individuals who engage in positive behaviors may be less likely to engage in negative social behaviors. The study concluded that substance use for women student-athletes is desired for social behavior and the thought of fitting in. It also demonstrates that pro-social behavior may serve as a protective behavior for later substance use. To go deeper into discussion about athletes and substance abuse, a result from a 2013 NCAA study shows that 80% of student athletes reported consuming alcohol in the last year, and 44% of male students reported binge drinking, and in many cases, alcohol and drug abuse coexist with mental health issues. Drug abuse among student athletes generally refers to the use of drugs such as cocaine, medication used to treat ADD or ADHD symptoms, marijuana, and steroids. After our interest in these studies, we continue to dig deeper. We were interested in the comparison in the social tendencies that may lead to substance abuse between college athletes and regular college students. Here's what we found. Student athletes are described as a different population of college students. While college is already a huge reality check of an immense amount of new independence, college athletes go through an increased amount of continuous stress in their day-to-day -day routine. Concerns for these athletes include balancing academics and athletic interests, future career concerns, social isolation, and injuries. In addition, managing relationships with parents, teammates, friends, and teachers create an immense amount of added stress among these athletes. After researching a study comparing athletes and non-athletes in college, college athletes are at a much greater risk to binge drink, let alone use alcohol regularly. To define this term binge drinking, it's typically seen as four or more drinks for women and five or more for men. To examine this more closely, 34% of college athletes have been recorded drinking 11 or more drinks at once in the span of one month. To add, the sport he or she plays matters greatly in alcohol usage. For example, male hockey players and women's soccer players were at greatest risk for substance abuse, while men's basketball players and women and men cross-country and track and field players were reported least likely to use alcohol, including binge drinking. Let's dive a little deeper into why this is. Strong predictors of alcohol and drug use are dependent on one's peers. While regular college students are exposed to many people and usually choose who they will want to spend their time with, college athletes are surrounded by their teammates for the majority of their time at their university. When substance use is the norm of the team, 
many teammates will feel tempted or obligated to take part in this behavior. This is widely known as the social norm theory. This idea is centered around students and misinterpretations based on the amount of alcohol their peers consume. In addition, peers tend to remember the negative behavior such as a friend or teammate getting drunk versus not drinking at all. Through this theory, studies have even found that this thought of matching or exceeding drinking behaviors of others is a stronger indicator of substance abuse than gender, Greek life, affiliation, and even substance availability. This theory can easily be seen in a team setting because of the amount of time spent with one's teammates in college and the want to fit in with a new crowd. Because of this growing epidemic, college, colleges in the NCAA continue to look for ways they can assist this problem. For example, the NCAA has instilled a pro- program called the Stand Up the Step Up Bystander Intervention Program. This program not only provides administrators and coaches with material to educate student athletes against the danger of these substances, but it teaches the athletes signs of substance abuse, mental distress, and academic failure in their teammates and peers. This program ensures that coaches, administrators, and peers view substance abuse prevention crucial to their academic success, encourages a social environment that has a negative view on this behavior, and implements evidence-based strategies. While prevention is key to educating all students about this epidemic, it is even more crucial to enlighten student-athletes. These facts and numbers have truly surprised me. Yes, me too. It is common for busy for the busy schedule of these athletes to slip our minds when we are not in their shoes. We are first to comment on a bad performance of a game on TV, but we forget the stress and hardships that go on the, in the background. Thank you to all our listeners. We appreciate you guys sticking around. Listen for our next episode and be sure to describe to subscribe to The Ugly Truth. Thanks, guys.